I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it, so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Welcome, welcome. I am here with Emily Ramson. And Emily is an author, and I'm very actually, we were going to kind of bypass this about the book, but I got excited by the by the title. It's called Growth junkies unite. And I think we're going to have a lot to talk about about growth junkies, but I really want to hear a little about this, but she's also an EOS implementer. Um, she's the owner of a commercial furniture business. So very multifaceted, um, got a lot going on here. Um, so yeah, I, can we start a little bit with the book? Like, tell me just a little bit about this growth junkies unite. What does it mean? Because it means something to me and I don't know if it's the same to you, but I'm very curious. You know, that's the thing is that, isn't it beautiful when we get to interpret things in a way that is so personal to us? And this was meant to be sort of evocative, like to get people, you know, the juice is flowing, so to speak. And that's really what it's designed to do. And it's the subtitle of it says a simple guide to invigorate your journey, because that's really what it's meant to do is just to give you some thought provoking um ideas and counsel that you can use at any point in your journey. And let's face it, there's kind of two ends of the stick. I'd rather be at the growth end than the the dying end of that stick, right? And so I'm constantly looking for ways to challenge myself and, and inspire. And this came at a time where I was in a period of tumultuous change and looking to kind of ground into some, some uh, truisms of mine that could help me move through this period of change with more resiliency and ease. And so it's, it's very what was hard the specific change. Over. That sounds juicy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is super juicy. So <laughs> I am a 49 year old mama of a 10 month old oh, Vivian. And she is wow. a, um, a blessing uh, years in the making. And so this was a pivotal point in that journey. It was also a pivotal point in my uh, furniture business journey, we have a commercial real estate uh, business that's in office furniture. And we were changing the business model mid-flight. I liken it to flying a 747, reading the manual to how to fly the plane and changing it to a Dreamliner all at the same time. And frankly, we couldn't have made that change to our business model if we hadn't been running the business thanks to EOS. And we'll talk about that as well, but it's the entrepreneurial operating system. And so this was just a time where it was this nexus point of like, uh, you know, business and career uh, and personal and all these things were, you know, in flux, if you will, none of the planes had landed, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we'd taken off and we were midair and we were trying to find our landing gear on all this stuff. And so this was meant to really help me ground into creating a pathway for more resiliency and ease through change. And it's really important that we all find that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And all this does is you'll see, this is a very thin book. It looks like a CD pool case. 
I am a soundbite gal. And so there are a ton of bullet points and, you know, easy places to find some quick nuggets. You could tuck this in a bag. You just read one of them. Like I'm so, so if you're just listening, she's holding up a book, but um, I love that your book is short because I also, my last book is like 286 pages. And I'm like, Who's going to read that? I mean, you should, if you're listening, you should totally read it, but it's a lot. Pick up, it's a lot. Pick up Robin's book. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't even have the link right now, but I think it's robincrane.com forward slash free book. I'm not sure if it works, but, um, but like, it's a lot. And I'm like my next book, I want it to be shorter. So like 80 pages, something like people can get through it. And after reading that book the other night too, I was like, I read that in 10, 15 minutes. Like it's so satisfying. So I love that. You have a nugget in there. You can read us. Yeah. You know, the the thing that I found is that when I read a lot of these kinds of books, uh, whether you're calling them, you know, business forward books or self-help books or what, what have you, whatever, you know, genre label, I find that you can sum up the learning in a one to two page book summary really quickly and get most of the nuggets that you need. And again, if we live in the soundbite world and, you know, we we're trying to do more with less in my mind, that's the gift is packaging something in a way that makes it easily accessible, easily digestible. And one thing I do is provide a free toolkit where it has the source material of where I gained all this, you know, this learning and this information. So if people want to go get more, they've got like my top 10 TED talks and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I just flipped to a page. Literally, I just opened the book and uh, I opened to a page that's got, of course, some bullet points. Uh, so here are a few quick things you can do if you start to feel that pull dragging you down. So I talk about the emotional guidance system that we all have internally and how it's either sucking you down into the, you know, the, what is the vortex of hell or you're, you're you know, the vortex of hell. Spiral, you know, it's a downward spiral yeah. or it's an upward spiral. And once it starts sucking you in, you can get really, you know, that lizard brain can start to run. And so Catch the thought and observe where it's coming from. It's usually fear and scarcity. Mm -hmm. Second bullet, take a moment to choose how you want to work with that emotion. Third, shift your focus from your lizard brain, hijacking control over your emotions by, and here are some sub bullets, switching to a thought of appreciation about someone or something. Mm -hmm. Go for a walk. Watch or listen to, uh, to a comedy. Call someone you know who makes you laugh. Do a small task to get a little shot of adrenaline. Write down thoughts and reframe them to positive, such as what can I learn from this? So there you go. I love that. Get that book. Okay, give them the link. I was doing that at the end, but just give them the link to get that book because that was awesome. It's so easy. It's literally Growth Junkies Unite. And for your listeners, there's a backslash VIP and we can put it in the notes. So the show notes. So it's uh, super easy and they'll get a nice little discount and the free, the free toolkit as well. Love it, so. love it. And she wasn't even coming over, coming here to promote the book, but I got so excited about the title. I'm like, I, I want to hear about it. So um, cool. I love that stuff. So let's talk about EOS though. So you had a business or you have a business, but at the point there were challenges and you feel like EOS saved you. And by the way, I, I meant to say this because I, I try to close all loops, which isn't always the case, but the lizard brain that you talked about is that part in the back of your brain that like is designed for fight and flight, fight yeah, or flight. Yeah. And it's just all about survival mode and safety. And so we're constantly not thriving because that part of our brain is just trying to keep us safe. Just in case we missed that, I meant to say that. And then I forgot. And here it is. Okay. So anyway, going back to, these are real conversations here, going back to EOS. So tell us a little about what EOS is, Entrepreneurial yes. Operating System. I've heard about it. I've read some of the books, Rocket Fuel is one of them I know. Um, yes. And um, and tell us how you, why you're so passionate about it. Like what did it do to help your business and how can we help the listeners with it? 
Yeah, you know, the thing that I love about EOS is that it's for any type of business in any industry. Now, when I say type of business, I mean different types of backgrounds. It can be family run or, you know, uh, small to medium size. It's not really for like the Googles and Apples of the world, but it really is something where, you know, for those of us that have come up through business, you know, I never really was taught how to run a business. They don't teach you that with an MBA program. They don't, it's kind of the school of hard knocks. And I remember the first business that I ran, you know, I felt like I was grasping at all these different books and workshops and things like that, trying to find the thing. And yeah. I struggled. And it was like, you know, my my leadership team and, and the team that I worked with, they were kind of like, well, we'll just wait Emily out and then she'll just get the next workshop as you're going, right? That's, and so that's, the, like the, that's so funny because this is like all the C, like my COO, it's like, oh, oh, you know, and, and my, actually my ad agency ad agency team, they're like, uh-oh, Robin's going to a seminar. What's going to happen? You know, she's coming <laughs> back with a new idea, you know? So like now we like have these, we're like, there's no implementing new ideas for like, you know, this quarter, like we can put it on the next thing, but we have to be very careful. And we, we didn't do EOS, but we work with a guy named, um, maybe you're familiar, Alex Sharfin. He was on my podcast. He has a podcast called Momentum Podcast. Similar ideas just with like the operations and stuff. And I don't know enough about EOS to say what's different and what's not, but um but well, let's go forward and you'll see. Okay. So the cool okay, thing is that there are three results. Uh, so we ended up running our business eight, nine years ago. We we thought, tried to self-implement and do it our uh, DIY. That we crashed and burned the airplane very, very quickly. Like that was horrible because we didn't have time to try to do the work to implement and try to learn while we were doing it, Right. And we did you actually crash the airplane? Like, did you go bankrupt? Did you go to zero? No, we didn't go bankrupt. But we, uh, for example, we invited the wrong people to the leadership. We we Uh, invited, yeah, we made some- How big was the team and how big was the company? 50, $60 million business. We had a team of about 45 to 50 people. And, um, you know, we we made some mistakes. And so I like in having a coach to measuring twice and cutting once, you know, they can help you see your blind spots and look at things from a different perspective. And the the idea is to ask challenging questions so that you as a client can go through self-discovery, right? Because that's how you learn, right? There's, there's beauty in making those mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's, that's where the growth happens. So if you choose to see it that way, there's opportunity there. There's gold in them, their hills, as I like to say. So EOS delivers three things. We call it vision, traction, healthy vision from the standpoint of getting a team 100% aligned and on the same page about where they want to go and how they want to get there. Traction from the standpoint of distilling down those, that, that clear picture into actionable steps with discipline and accountability so that when you look around in the company, you see hundred percent of those people all moving in the same direction towards that same goal. And then healthy means, gosh, you know, if we're going to show the last one, healthy, healthy. Okay. Yeah. Healthy from the standpoint of let's face it. If we're going to work with these people every single day, let's enjoy the ride. Right. And so we find that a lot of times the dysfunction happens because, or we end up, you know, it feels icky because we don't have crystal clear, clean communication and we're not working in a cross-functional, uh, healthy manner. And so this really brings about team health in a natural, organic way and through a variety of workshops as we as we go through the journey. So those are the three yeah. 
deliverables. Me, yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. So let me ask you this. Um, and I, I'm taking notes myself here and writing this down because if I have to repeat this back, I'm, uh, if I don't have notes, I'm screwed. So um, you said vision, traction, and health. Healthy. Uh-huh. healthy. I actually mm-hmm. wrote down healthy, but it seemed like it should be like not healthy, but okay. So vision, traction, healthy. Um, so if let's just say some women here are listening and they have a financial business and they're running the show themselves. Maybe they have a small team, like maybe they have, you know, one admin or maybe they, a lot of them are sharing admins or they're sharing teams, you know, which is a little crazy to me. I don't know how that works, but I definitely get some advisors like that. So if they're a more successful advisor, then they're going to probably have at least, you know, a couple people on their team, but it's, it's actually like, there's very few that I've come across and I'm working with women, but that are just like, have a full blown team. And we have a team of maybe, you know, 10, 11, 12, something like, I think it's 10 right now, but um, not including consultants, which is like, then we got, you know, four or five consultants almost. Um, But we have, that's considered to me for, you know, seven figure business, a pretty small team. But for these ladies, like many of them might just have an admin of one or two people. And, and mm-hmm. you know, if I'm wrong, please write into us so we know that like, you're talking to people with a big team. And so I know, so I don't mess up this whole podcast, but um, you can always send a message to support at robincrane.com and tell me everything you think. Um, but how do they take that? Vision is pretty obvious, but you're talking about team aligned, where mm-hmm. we want to go and how we're going to get there. Even if you don't have a team and you're just a one person show, knowing like being aligned with where you want to go and how to get there, like regardless of having a team or not is pretty important. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, answer yeah, yeah. this and then I'm going to throw it back to you. Traction, right. you said distilled down a clear picture with actionable steps and discipline and accountability. So if you don't have a team, we still need to get a clear picture of what you want, how you're going to get there. Actionable steps. What are you going to do? Discipline and accountability. It's like, okay, you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And then you need to be accountable to it. Like if you don't do it. That's so even right. if holding you accountable, like how are you going to hold yourself accountable? And then healthy, let's enjoy the ride, like the team health. Well, I would say the same thing. I, I said I was going to ask you and I decided to answer it myself because I like to talk. This is my challenge on asking a pod, <laughs> on the podcast. So the healthy part, let's enjoy the ride. Like I think even if it's one person, it's like, shit, am I enjoying this business? Am I happy where I am? Yeah. Is this feel good or does this feel like, like a downward spiral, like you said? Oh my gosh. And so many of us can't pause. We call them clarity breaks in EOS language, but there is such a gift in in the the quiet space if you can carve out time for it. And early in the EOS journey, it's near to, to impossible to find it. As we work through the journey, you will find operational freedom to carve out time for things like a clarity break. And this is where you you do find, gosh, I'm working with clients that I don't have core values alignment, or you know, we're not really seeing eye to eye, and I want to get clear on you know, working with people on my team or with clients that, you know, we do have that alignment. And that's the real gift there where you get to have a lot more fun. And in my mind, you know, if this, if this is a short ride that we're all going around this planet, I want to make sure that my time is making a huge impact. One, two, that I'm doing a great work, like something that feels very inspiring. Three, with people that I truly care about. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's the nexus point in my mind. And so, you know, for those of, I have three wealth managers I work with and they have teams of six and even fewer. So this, this can scale, this can absolutely scale. And one of the things is, is there are some tools that even if you're a solopreneur, I use the two page strategic plan for my solo practice and for my office furniture business. And there is such value in having a personal plan, right? Because again, 
if you don't write it down, it ain't going to happen, as we like to say back in Oklahoma. <laughs> so I love that too, because I think it's the same thing. Like we're both coaches, you know, we understand the value we've, we've not just a growth junkie, but I often refer to myself back when I first started like personal growth and personal development as like a seminar junkie. Like I was really hungry for that personal growth, which is why like the, the name of your book, I'm like, yes, we unite. Like we want to grow. <laughs> we want to learn. We want like life, lifelong learners and all this stuff. Um, but what's, I think as a coach, what's really interesting and same thing with therapists and same thing with advisors is like, we know the importance of having a coach. Like it's hard to find a business coach who doesn't have a business coach. And I think though there, and to me, it's very incongruent for a business coach to not have a business coach. Like, it's just crazy to me, like to not have mentors when you're like telling other people you need a mentor, like, cause there's always right. growth, right? There's never exactly. a point where you're like, I've arrived. There's no more to grow. I guess I'm done. Cause otherwise, like you said, other side of the stick, you're dying. Well, and I call them a board of advisors for a reason. I mean, you're going to have somebody that you go to that's really financially, you know, like the financial wizard behind the curtain. And you can ask those dumb questions that you're so embarrassed to ask, right? You've got someone else who may be, you know, more around uh, communication and interpersonal skills and emotional intelligence, the ability to read a room. You're going to have someone else around business acumen, right? Um, and so there's there's different people for different things. And I think it's important to have this this broad basis of those that you can seek for, for different opportunities that you come to. And so, you know, it's, you can, you can hire it, you can DIY it, but those who don't have it live a very lonely life, right? By the because way, just in case you don't know DIY term, that's do it yourself. Um, right. But, but awesome. Yeah. And I want to go back to that because you said having a personal plan and I think a lot of advisors and I'm calling you on your, your shit, if you don't mind, not you, I'm calling the audience. I can call you. Oh, on your yeah. shit, but I'm talking about you listeners right now. I'm saying if you're an advisor and you don't have advisors, there's incongruence. There's a problem there. Like whether and you don't have an advisor that it feels like to me incongruent because if you're saying, Hey, if I'm going to go to someone like you, let's say Emily, who has a $50 million company and maybe it's more now, but $50 million company. And you're like, Hey, I can help you when it comes to your personal wealth. And, but then you're not getting help when it comes to growing your business or the other areas of your life. Like there's some lack of congruence there. And I think also, you know, as a financial advisor and I'm a CFP and I used to be practicing, you know, it's like, we believe in the plan. You have to have a plan. Like you said, if you don't write that down, you're not going to get the result, you know? And it's same thing. Like, do you have, I'm not a big believer in like a big business plan for me, but like, no, you got to keep it simple because if yeah, it's not simple, you won't use it. And that's I, the key is that these things have to be, like I said earlier, actionable. If it's context and you're not applying it, then it's useless, right? You are wasting your time. I can't say that more passionately, but it's one of those things where, um, you know, less is more. That's one of the ethos of EOS is that you've got to narrow your focus to the fewest things that are going to get you the most results. We call it the 2080 approach instead of the 8020. Mm -hmm. So 20% of the things that are going to get you 80% of the results. And, you know, that's really where the, the net gain happens because there's a visual analogy from Stephen Covey where he has a table and he sets up a jar and then he has a pitcher of water and he's got rocks, pebbles, and sand. And he tries to fill it with the, the pebbles, sand, water, and then rocks, and it spills over, the water spills over. If you start with the rocks, i.e. the most important priorities, everything else will fit. The big rocks, baby. Yep. So that's the power of focus. Yeah. And if that's one nugget that your people listening today can come away with, that is critical, especially in as we try to go through this post-pandemic world of figuring things out without a roadmap, right? No one gave over. 
I'm just kidding. Yeah. I feel like this post-pandemic world is like, like it's over kind of, but is it? I don't know. It, um, I think we're just all living with it, it, right? It's a new reality. We, we're over it. That's for sure. Um, yes. But I want to, I want to reiterate that and kind of give my amen to that because narrowing focus, um, when, when we first did our first million that we ever made was actually in 2019 and it Yeah, it was 2019 because I had my baby in 2018, but, um, was all about that. We're like, okay, what is the one driver? Like, what is the thing really driving the business? And we focused on that and we did, did it better and we did more of it. And then we hit our first million. Um, and then, you know, there's so many women who come to me who are all over the place and that's okay. I understand. Cause I'm often all, all over the place, but I will tell you, like, I have to share my thoughts and there's a lot of them. And then I got to come back down to earth and be like, okay, what's the one thing I'm going to focus on now, which is not my normal brain doesn't want to do because like, it's actually safer for me. My critter brain thinks like I can talk about, like, I want to talk about ideas after ideas, after ideas. Yeah. But you're then, a visionary. That's why. A visionary. Right. Not you're a visionary. visionary. Yes. Yes. And, um, and, and so the focus, like that's what gets, makes the money. Like it's always what makes the money. And so if you want to grow your business, you want to do better, you've got to focus and figure out what are the drivers to the business, or maybe the one driver that's driving the business. And that's why I talk a lot about like ideal client and getting clear on who that person is and then putting your efforts oh. towards that one person. Yeah. Oh, but, when I got the chance to fire the clients that, that didn't pay us on time or didn't treat our, treat our team well. I mean, it was like, we, we had a sales gong in the office and we got to ring the gong when I was actually making those calls. And it was like, ding dong, the witch is dead. It was such a great day in the office because nothing more instills trust in your people than when you show them that you value them more than that almighty dollar of a bad client. Wait, wait, so wait. That, I love I, that. I, wait, but so you're saying that when you fired a client, you you hit the sales gong, like oh, the yeah, anti-sales gong? Oh, yeah. That's so cool. I love it that. It was so cool. It was such a great feeling when we were going through that EOS part of our journey where we got the chance to really get centered on our, our true target market, our ideal client. And then we also did who, who is not the ideal client. And it was interesting going through that filter. And when we did, when I got to make a few of those phone calls, it was just like a huge boost in, in motivation. The team was fighting so much harder uh, wow. to make things happen because they knew that, that we cared about them first. So I want to, I want to touch upon that for a second, because like we women, uh, I talked about this in a different podcast recently with Natalie Jill, just about, actually, I think it was on her podcast, but I said, our number one fear is judgment. And especially I'm talking to women and it's like, we're so scared of what people are going to think and firing a client is really hard. Even if you know, it's not right. One, because you're afraid of losing the money and two, because you're afraid of what they're going to think of you, even if they suck. Right. Um, So to come to that and then to celebrate it, I think is really, really like admirable and also to see, cause like it never feels good. Like when someone doesn't want to work with us, and they want to fire us, but then to put it in kind of the driver's seat where you're like, I get to choose, I get to be selective of, you know, who I want to work with and they, they have to deserve me. It's like, it turns everything around and then to celebrate that. That's awesome. I love that you did that. That's well, cool. and it really, it, it, it breeds such pride. I mentioned the word momentum, but the pride that we felt, you know, that we had come to this place where we had that ability to have the confidence and stand firm in our beliefs and our core values and make sure that we were we were using that as a filter for how we not only bring on new teammates, but also new clients. It was such a beautiful, um, talk about health, you know, that, that third yeah, part yeah. that, um, it really united us. It really brought us together. So I can't recommend so where, that. where were you? Cause you, you said when you first started EOS, you're at 50 million, 50 mm-hmm. million. where'd yep. you go from there? I think we got up to like 
70, 80 million. And then we started to shift our interest in, in terms of uh, changing the business model from uh, higher profit right. to actually looking more at net profit. We had scaled up and down the West Coast and done all these crazy mm-hmm. things. And really the, the net profit wasn't there. And what we realized was that in order for us to create a sustainable growth path, especially through economic changes that we couldn't influence, we right. wanted to make sure that we determined our own destiny. And so in the spirit of grow or die, we we made some serious changes to the business to the point where we have um, a different business unit now that's called a direct-to-consumer model. And I won't get into all that. It was truly something that uh, we could not have done if we hadn't done all this, mm. this foundation building, both with how we run our business and with making sure we have the right people in the right seats. Because let's face it, when you look at the six key components of any business in any industry, uh, people touch the other five out of those six. So yeah. if you will work on your people first, right. the other five components get easier and easier, right? right. So there's another yeah. nugget for you. I love this. So this is cool. So I've been super obsessed with profit lately too. And I think this is really cool. We actually have an event coming up called Position Yourself for Profits. And we've had this for five years, six years. and ironically, like I have my book, my latest book is called Make More Money, Help More People. And even back then when I wrote the book um, years ago, I was like, just let's make more money. You know, let's get to the multiple millions and let's make as much money as we possibly can. Because I had this belief that like, well, the more money I make, and I wasn't even thinking profit. I just thought like every dollar I bring in is going to be transformation. Like that equals transformation for someone. So I just got to bring in more dollars. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that if you're just bringing in more dollars, and I didn't think of it as the money, I thought of it as a transformation. Like for every dollar, or $1,000 or $10,000 or whatever that we bring in, we're transforming so many more lives, you know? And then what I've realized, I mean, I still believe in like the more money you make, the more people you help. But I also believe that like the profit is so important because the problem is that we've come up with, um, with actually scaling our business, which is, which has been a challenge because we have such a small audience of female financial advisors, but that challenge is like, holy crap. Like if we're still struggling to keep, you know, keep this alive and not, I wouldn't say struggling, but like let's say frustrated without, without having, you know, it go the, the way we want pushing the boulder uphill. Yeah. It's a little challenging, right? It's like, Oh man, it's not, it's, it's not going to make, it's not going to transform any lives if we can't keep this alive. Right. That's right. And so the profit has to happen. It has to be to a place where you get to create the life you want, the business you want, um, the transformation you want. And then also I'm so much more of a fan of like going deep and going wide. Like as much as I want to help and increase the footprint of women in the industry to 50%, if I only help them a little bit and they just get a download or they just come to, you know, one little like webinar or something, I didn't really change their life as much as I could if they worked with us and we had, which means they paid more money, but they had a bigger transformation, you know, and then that goes back to the make more money, help more people. But I just feel like it all also is like the depth, like, and it sounds like when you're willing to, and it's like office furniture, you're thinking like, what do you need an ideal client when it comes to office furniture? It's just office. And I'm not saying that in a mean way. I'm saying it like, no, no, it's so true. It's so true. Then you're like, no, this is who we want to work with. And this is why And we could probably make more per customer and then like have better margins and just super intentional. I think that's another thing too. Like obviously whether it's EOS or <clears throat> something like simple operations, it's like, it's the intention behind it and that you're actually, whether it's ideal client, whether it's your marketing, whether it's, you know, um, even your sales conversations that there's intention behind it. It's yes. not like half-assed and it's not half-hazard. So give me like one more little nugget and then we'll make sure they know how to find you. Yeah, I think, you know, from a standpoint of another nugget for your folks uh, listening here, it's 
you know, we talked about a couple of things, a couple of themes, right? One is, you know, uh, making sure that you're looking at uh, using uh, the intentionality instead of reverting to the lizard brain. So, you know, if you're in a situation and you're feeling emotionally hijacked, you want to choose the response rather than just knee-jerk react, right? So that's the first nugget we talked about. The second nugget we talked about is the power of focus, right? Making sure that we're understanding how to to filter, to to make the right decision. So this will help you feel confident in decision-making and leveraging your energy to get the most out of it. That's the power of focus. The third theme that I would say for for the, the people here that we've already talked about is making sure that you have a plan. And you all know this if you're your wealth managers and wealth planners and you're already in that industry. It's that you've got to have something very simple and succinct that you use. And that's the the, the dovetail or the, the part three um, A that I would say is make sure you're using the tools that you're going to use consistently, number one. Number two, Make sure you use them on a regular basis, whether it's quarterly or monthly, set a cadence, schedule it on your calendar, set it and forget it, right? And then the next thing you're going to want to do is make sure you're constantly up-leveling those tools. So we've got to make sure that they're they're being used. So you've got to refine them, right? Because if we're not looking to make improvements, then why are we here? So those are kind of some things that we talked about. And, you know, those are really kind of the fine-tuned nuggets. I mean, if if they want additional information, I highly recommend Gina Wickman's book, Traction, or the book that you mentioned, which is called Rocket Fuel. There's a number of books in the EOS library that are amazing for getting some of these quick nuggets. And um, if they'd like, I also do a free 90-minute workshop where I literally take you through the six key components that I've mentioned, and also the proven process for how to implement EOS and whether they choose to do it on their own. A lot of these tools are free. Mm. Like the two-page strategic planning tool called the Vision Traction Organizer, it's free. And I'm happy to email that to them. So, you know, they don't have to to pay for an an implementer or coach if that's just not where they are right now. Um, So I would say they'll get better results if they do. They will. They'll get better results faster. And for yeah. some people, that's just not where they are. And so we've got to meet people where they are. I always say, yeah. you, gotta, you know, I'm going to walk with you or run with you, whatever you want. It's up to you to to be hungry enough for the journey, right? Okay. So, so what's the best place? Where can they find you or find those resources? Yeah. Besides, I'm the- very Googleable, very Googleable. So Emily Ranson, it's R-A-N-S-O-N-E. And that's uh, very Googleable. So you can do Emily Ranson EOS. Uh, and then if you want to email me, you can do emily.ranson at eosworldwide.com. And also the Growth Junkies Unite uh, website. So it's growthjunkiesunite.com backslash VIP. So a number of places where you can find me, but you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, whatever. So looking forward to connecting with your listener very soon. See what I awesome. can do. Well, thank you so much. That was super, super fun. And for all of you listening, we'll see you next time on Growing Your Financial Business the Woman's Way. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>